Hey, you guys, I am Latasia Evans, also known as Yada, and this is my very first broadcast. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, where to even start, what to even call this thing. All I know is for the longest, I have had this passion and desire in my heart, this idea to begin a podcast. Um, I can see this podcast going so many different places. But for now, I am just using what I have. I have my phone. I have this app called Anchor. And I have my earbuds. <laughs> and I am just going to begin. And I want to begin just by talking about what is on my mind, what's been on my heart. Um, what I hope to do with this podcast is to encourage, to uplift to be real, to be real, and to be real with everyone who comes across it, everyone who listens, whether that be a young woman, a grown lady, a young man, a grown man who is just desiring to be everything that God has designed them to be. Uh, just recently, I spoke out on my Facebook uh, page and I shared that I wanted to start a podcast. Um, and I asked specifically for topics that people would want to discuss throughout this podcast. If you guys were to listen, uh, I even brought up that maybe I would do this podcast. Maybe my husband and I would do this podcast and or maybe even my friends and I will do this podcast. And I hope at some point throughout this journey together, all of that gets to happen. Uh, so I'll just start there. Thank you so much to those who already know me, um, whether that be personally from the city that I'm from or those of you who are coming across this podcast because maybe someone shared it with you. Um, thank you for that. The the one of the very first topics that um, some of you guys suggested and I'll just I have the list here, so I'll just share. And I hope at some point we'll be able to dive off into some of these. But the very first one I see is relationships. And uh, I think that a lot of the the friends that I reached out to suggested that because you guys actually get to see me. Um, someone who has been single for uh, a long period of time. You guys, um, I was actually single and celibate for the last 10 years of my life. Now, I am 34 years old. I live in a city called Owensboro, Kentucky, very small town where everyone is related <laughs> In my skin color. So pretty much I, that's how I always grew up. And that's how I felt. I felt like everyone who uh, who was black in my city was related to me in some shape or fashion. And so dating has always been a challenge um, just coming from from where I'm from. Although I did not uh, always live here. Um, I have. And see, we're just going to talk about technical difficulties. I dropped my earbud, but 
we're going to roll with it. <laughs> um, but living, uh, I also lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, as a kid, I traveled around with my mother, uh, my birth mom and my stepdad who was in the military. So I got to do that for a little bit uh, before moving back to my hometown, Owensboro, Kentucky, at the age of nine going on 10, like right before my 10th birthday. Or I don't know, I'm, I, I have to backtrack on that. But moving back here, um, I went off to the University of Louisville when I was 17, not even 18 years old, but 17. And I was happy as hell, you guys, to leave my parents' house. Uh, I think as as a teenager, we all get excited about being able to leave our parents' house and stepping into adulthood. And I did that uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. And it was amazing to me stepping into that whole adult world, or so I thought was adult world, uh, going off to college, but barely going to college. <laughs> Uh, all I did was just rejoice in what I felt like was freedom for me. And uh, while there, 17, I'm in the clubs, you guys. I am, I've met party promoters and became friends with party promoters, literally friends. I won't, I won't go into say I was, you know, it was some type of flirtatious relationship. No, we were literally friends and I had a lot of girlfriends that I would I would be around. And so if you're a party promoter, you're going to want to be around me. You're going to want to be around my girlfriends. And so at 17 early, I was in the clubs, you guys. And so that was the first one of the first moments for me in my life where uh, I got to splurge in and on the dating scene. So. <laughs> being that one of the very first topics that I have seen you guys suggest me talk about relationships, uh, I think that is a, a beautiful, beautiful topic to bring up. I feel like everyone in this in this world, or at least that I've come in contact with, uh, desires to have some type of relationship um, and intimacy with someone. But for me, that's where it started. In the clubs <laughs> at 17, uh, looking for, I have no idea. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't know if I was looking for a good time. Uh, I know before I left to go off to college, I had a cousin of mine who I look up to to this day. But back then, I really looked up to her. I thought she was the prettiest. I thought, man, she's the only one in, our, in my family who hasn't had a child yet. And I come from a family with a lot of women in it. And um, I even, and not to speak down or nothing like that, but coming from where I come from, a lot of, I didn't see a lot of men in my family. I didn't see a lot of marriages um, on one side of the family that I, that I was raised around. And um, so when I saw my one cousin, my one girl cousin, who didn't have to have a man, she didn't have kids, you know, she was just living her life. Whatever she said to me, I believed and I wanted to be that. And I remember going off to college and she looked at me and she said, Tasia, 
And I'm just like eyes wide open, just listening. She said, keep a man. <laughs> this was advice to me uh, coming from that from that era in time. Uh, but keep a man. She said, keep a smart one. She said, keep a fun one. Keep a, 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 a bad boy, whatever you want to call it, thug, whatever. Keep them all. And I don't know what she meant behind that. But what I took was there was no need for me to get attached. Um, and so I had that mindset in the beginning of it all at 17, or at least I, I wanted to have that mindset. Uh, but I, I have a big heart and <laughs> I don't think that lasted long because automatically I wanted love. I was looking for love and I look forward in so many of the wrong places, not to sound cliche, not to sound like a song. You ladies, you fellas, I know you've been there, um, but I was partying, having a good time. I dated whoever I wanted to. I was sleeping with whoever I wanted to. And I know, and that's crazy to think at 17, uh, that that was my life. But, and I grew up in a Christian home. See, that's the thing. I grew up in a Christian home, mother and father. Uh, my stepmother raised me to be the woman that I am today. My My father, both of them instilled in me faith. And uh, I always used to say I wanted to wait till when I got married to to have sex. And that went out the window as soon as I got to college. I (laughs) I told myself, nah, that ain't going to happen. Let me go. And this is literally what I said. So let me go ahead and get rid of that so that I ain't got to worry about it no more. That's literally how I saw myself. I knew I was ready to go down this wild path. And so me losing my virginity was nothing special to me. Uh, And I guess that is the first time that I'm really saying that out loud. But it was not I didn't see myself as a prized possession. Uh, Maybe I did, but I didn't care. I knew what I had planned. I had so many (laughs) I had so many plans and things that I wanted to get into in this newfound freedom that I thought I had. Being outside of your parents house and outside of. Uh, I won't say uh, a forced relationship with with Jesus or or Christianity, uh, because I, I feel like maybe I was just ready to run. Maybe I was just ready to find myself. I don't know. Uh, but that man, I tell you, that led me down a path that ah man, it led me down a, a different world that maybe uh, I want to keep. Some of you guys from, I don't know. You guys have been there. I wouldn't take anything back. I I won't say, I won't say I'll take anything back, but I ran into a lot of relationships that, that I didn't have to, uh, looking for something that felt like love for me. And, um, so I was 17 sleeping with whoever I wanted to. And man, that, that time was short lived because I ended up meeting, uh, my first husband by the age of 19 going on 20. So just two years of wilding out. Right. And then I meet, uh, this guy, uh, who actually lived in my apartment complex. I didn't even want to date him. I I swear I didn't just being honest. 
I even I remember having a conversation with my 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 girlfriend, one of my best friends. And I said, you know, I'm so tired of dating these pretty guys, these pretty boys. You know, I used to have a type and I felt like I don't know. I wanted something serious and I felt like maybe the pretty boys wasn't really it. I, I was with them. I had them, a lineup of them, uh, but I wanted something real and I didn't want to be done dirty. And so I remember having this dumb conversation with my friend and I said, you know, I'm going to give an ugly guy a try uh, just to see, you know, if if he really comes with comes different, comes with love. Uh, yeah, that's literally how <laughs> how my relationship started. And I don't go too far into that, but uh, I ended up dating my first husband when I was turning about to turn 20 uh 19 20 and uh we were together for three years before we decided to get married uh no 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 two years before we decided to get married I got married at 21 so young and I'm like listening to myself now going man I was so lost just looking for something that I probably could have found in myself and uh, in Christ, but I, I look for it in, in love through through men. And it started with me early. And so um, before we even got married, you guys, I don't even know why, how, but we did. Um, we were cheating on each other, the entire relationship. And it was like, I was scared to be alone. I didn't know what my life would be like being by myself. I come from a family of eight. I'm one of eight siblings. And uh, there was always noise in my house growing up. There was always people there. Um, I didn't know what life looked like by myself ever, ever. I never had that. And uh, so I stayed in a relationship that, man, it just, that wasn't for me because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to face that fear. So I dealt with cheating, being cheated on uh, for revenge. I used to cheat on him because I knew he was cheating on me some way and I couldn't prove it. Uh, Yet uh, the day he proposed to me, I was actually with an ex of mine uh, the entire day, just hanging out and went home and we had been arguing and whatnot and I'm working on homework and turn around and I was in college, uh, taking college courses at the time, but turn around and he's down on one knee. That's literally how my first marriage happened. If that tells you anything about me and uh, (laughs) crazy enough, uh, I remember it took me like 10 minutes to respond to him or to respond to that. And I just kept going, are you serious? Are you serious? And I didn't understand what was happening. And then he was like, well, are you going to answer? And I said, yeah, for whatever strange reason. I said, yeah. And I think at that time, the reason I said, yeah, was because the Lord had been speaking to me in my heart. And I knew where I was and what I was living like was not where he wanted me to be. 
and uh, living together with someone already, a man already, um, having sex, which is not how I was raised. I was raised where you wait until you was married. And uh, but forgetting how I was raised, you know what I'm saying? Not saying I got to live my life based off of that. But I knew that I was walking away from the Lord, not from my parents, but from the Lord. And I couldn't hear the Lord anymore like I used to be able to because I chose that path. And so I, I remember one night I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And it's this went on for weeks. And I, I said, Lord, whatever it is that you want for me in my life, I'll do right here. Because every time I tried to close my eyes to go to sleep, I saw hell. It was like God was showing me hell from just real hell, like me in hell and letting me know if I continue to walk down that path that I was walking in, that's where I was going to be. And so I woke up in the middle of the night and I had told my then boyfriend, look, I'm not having sex with you anymore until we get married. And I said, are you okay with that? And uh, scared to death of his response because I thought, man, this is it. He could leave, you know. Uh, but I, I knew at that point I didn't care because I couldn't. I, I was I knew what God was showing me. And so uh, surprisingly, he was like, yeah, we can do that. Uh, and so I guess that's why he proposed to me a couple, maybe a month later, a couple weeks later, a month and a half. And so but I, <laughs> I guess when he proposed to me, I still was shocked by it. anyways. We get married and I was married for three years after that. While that three year mark had began, I had started to get closer and closer with the Lord. And um, I actually found my purpose in music. Um, I started writing and I started writing for the Lord. I started writing Christian music and I'm, I'm just diving into that, diving into that. But to my to my husband, my ex-husband at that time, um, I, I don't know how I appeared to my friends, maybe like super, super religious. Um, I was in a happy place, but I was also in a, a place like, let's cut off everything. Let's cut off the drinking, cut off the smoking, cut off everything. And uh, I may have come off super, super aggressive. Uh, to my friends at that time, I don't know. I I, I was all in, <laughs> but at the same time, my husband at that time was still sleeping with other people, and I didn't. I I didn't want to know. I knew, but I didn't want to know, and so I, I literally would find myself praying at night. Going, Lord, if he's cheating, make him stop. That <laughs> that was my prayer. And that is the saddest, most ridiculous thing that you can ever say to yourself. And I did this for years because I was so afraid of being alone. Until uh, a day in June 2011, I was coming home from work and I saw... I mean, it was like, I remember this like the back of my hand. Uh, it was this like gloomy day. And I heard the Lord audibly say to me, first time ever, 
Are you going to continue to act like you don't see what I'm showing you? Right. And in that moment, I'm on my way home. I'm driving home and I literally say, you know what? I'm confronting everything. So as soon as I walked in the door, uh, I grabbed his cell phone, which looked like mine and switched it. And I knew I had to get to a place by myself so I can face my reality. I knew what I was going to find in that phone. Uh, I knew what I was going to find on the computer. I knew there was going to be all these pornographic sites. I knew everything. Right. And so I grabbed the car keys. I grabbed his phone, replaced it with mine. And I said, I'll be right back. And I left. I drove as far as I could down the streets as far as I could and <laughs> locked the doors. Right. So I'm pulled over and I'm, I'm like, literally, all right, Lord, I want to see what you're showing me. Because, man, it's crazy. The day before that, I was in a parking lot at the mall for no reason, just parked there, listening to this song by, uh, at the time it was an artist, what was his name? Shoot, not John Mayer. He was a, he was a Christian artist. I can't even think of it. But he had a song called Hurricane. And it kept saying, Lord, I need you like a hurricane, thunder, thunder, crashing, wind and rain, you know, remove, basically remove everything in my life that is not of you. And I've kept playing this on repeat on repeat. I don't advise anybody to do that. Don't listen to that song <laughs> because he will come through like a hurricane. And I had no idea what I was asking for because, man, he tore he tore my world up that I thought was the perfect world for me in that moment. Uh, as I sat in the parking lot the next day uh, with my ex's cell phone in hand, I found everything that I was trying to avoid for the past couple of years. I mean, there was text messages, a year and a half worth of text messages between him and uh, this girl that I had always suspected. Uh, someone that I had uh, questioned from the beginning of our relationship, which was now five years. And so she's been in the picture for five years and uh, like clearly knew about me, clearly did not care. Neither one of them. Uh, and that's just one one relationship. So, yeah, that. <laughs> Man, I don't even know how we got here. But listen, you guys, this this that was that was my story from seeing that that day going back or calling him on the phone and saying, hey, do you realize I have your cell phone? And he saying, yeah, I do realize that. And I just went ham and started saying everything that I saw, bringing up everything. But at the same time, you guys. I blacked out. I blacked out like I was out of body. And this has never happened to me before. Uh, no, I, I feel like I was full of emotion, but there was really no emotion um, because I was totally separate from that girl that I thought needed that relationship in that moment. Uh, it was like I was in this trance and God was just going, Nope, you're not staying here. You're not staying here. The next morning I, I, uh, called home to my dad and he answered the phone and 
I was crying and instantly he, he just knew and he said, he, I didn't even get a word out. And he just said, you want to come home? And I was like, yeah, hung up the phone. You know, it took me a second to get myself together, but I hung up the phone. He hung up the phone about five minutes, not even five minutes later. I called back because I'm like, nah, I changed my mind. I don't want to go home. I'm not going home. I don't even know what's there. That ain't even my life. I've been out here wilding. My, I'm not going to my parents' house, right? And I called back and I'm like, nah, I just need a, I just needed a breather, daddy. I just need, he said, your mom and your aunt are already on the way. They're already on the road from Owensboro, Kentucky to Louisville. Now, that drive is probably hour 45, two hours long. And they got there <laughs> in 45 minutes. I kid you not. Uh, I packed my Bible. I packed like two pair of sweatpants and a hoodie. I didn't think I was going to be gone that long. I just thought, you know, I'm just getting in the way. And I even, you know, told him I was leaving as I'm walking out the door. And I said, I just, I'm going home. I just need a minute. And uh, you guys, I never went back. I never went back for anything. I didn't go back for furniture. I didn't go back for clothes. I had built my, my life there since I was 17 till uh, a month before my 25th birthday. And uh, I remember coming home and my life started over. So. In the beginning of this conversation, I told you guys that I had been single and I had been celibate for 10 years. And I did. Um, I wanted to make this podcast about relationships. And I think that's enough for the for we can start into the second episode or so. But that was the beginning process for me, you guys, on understanding who I was, finding myself. Um that was the beginning and that was the door opener for me. So this is episode one of this podcast. I still don't have a name, maybe by the title, by the end of this, once I wrap this up for you guys, you will have a name for this podcast, but I am Latasia Evans. Um, this is the beginning of my story. This is the beginning of our podcast uh, together. Hopefully through things that I share, you guys will be encouraged. Um, not just ladies, mostly, mostly women. This is for you. But my fellas, too, um, hopefully you can be encouraged by anything that you hear. So this is just episode one. Uh, stay tuned for much, much more, you guys. Um, God bless.